Perverts are notoriously wealthy. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. If you still haven't yet, then stop defying me and finally take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Horror Junkies show, uh, who most recently took a look at a couple of foreign horror movies and then compared them to American remakes, uh, which is an interesting thing. For now, you're here with us, though. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. You have no idea what I'm like, Jack. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who's the least of your worries right now. It's Mark. Hey, fellas. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, when we do, we spoil the shit out of that movie. Um, this week, we watched 2015's Intruders, which was Mark's home invasion pick. Nailed it. And we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. But before we do, full disclosure here, uh, peek behind the curtain. It's a couple hours later than we usually record due to unexpected delays. Uh, guys, I'm I'm already drunk. I got to be honest with you here. I Good assume- for you. I assume you've been uh, drinking the same beer you're about to announce the entire year. Yeah, I feel like that was a lead. No, I'm not. And this is why I brought it up, because I, I'm going to go first in my beers for fears. Uh, they're not, they're no longer for the fears because they're already gone, or the beer. I, got, I only found a bomber of it, but I was drinking False Summit Amber Ale uh, by the Sawtooth Brewery here in Idaho, because this movie takes a turn from what it appears to be initially. There is a False Summit uh, of a standard home invasion movie. That's fine. And you did what I did last yeah. week, and you drank it all before the podcast. That's fine. Uh, Yeah, I drank the whole bomber, and then a couple other beers, too. And so now I'm drinking Rainier's. Of course you are. Solid, yep. Yeah. I'm assuming the other but beers that you drank before this were also Rainier's. So it's not like you Yeah, I only got the one the bomber of False Summit. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Jake, how about you? What are your beers oh, for these fears? they're not even related. I, I'm the reason for the delay. Uh, They're terrible. <laughs> I pulled a Jack this week. Um. I have two How's beers. That a jack? Yeah, that's a jack. I, Can't confirm a jack. that's a jack. That's a thing now. Oh, fuck you. Two beers. Both of them are already opened. One of them is a Victory Hop Devil IPA, and the other is a Harpoon Oktoberfest. Not related and to each other. Not related to this movie. I barely just got home. It is 10 p.m. my time. Let's do this. You're living in Give Up America. Uh, Yeah, we all are, though. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mark? Can you save us here? What are your beers for these fears? Oh, yeah, I was actually kind of happy with this one. I had no idea where I was going to go with it. Like you said, this is a home invasion movie, but it's got a little bit of a twist on it. I am drinking an inversion IPA because all right, all right, it inverts right. the, the, the script a little bit. Sure, sure. We said spoilers, right? I said that already. You already said it. It's fine. We just said okay. it, so it's happened Me. now. No, he already yeah. he said it. Good. There you go. It's fine. <laughs> Jake. What else has been rocking your horror world over the course of the last week? You barely got through that one. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. Uh, I only saw one movie, uh, but it was a movie that I've wanted to knock off the list of, hey, I should check this out. Came out earlier in the year. God damn it. I been... hope you're not going to say the one that I have sitting on my mantle right now. Uh, I'm assuming no. Okay. You mean you wait. Do you mean you got a Blu-ray DVD waiting yes. for you? Yes, huh. I do. Waiting for me as soon as we're done here. Look at you, Mark. Uh, well, the movie I saw is called A Dark Song. 
Oh, nope, not that. I saw a Dark Song this week. Uh, Interesting. I, had, I wanted to see this. We all weighed in on this one back, and I believe it was April of this year. A lot came out in April. Last week we did Colossus. That was Colossal, my bad. Uh, same month. I was interested in this one from primarily the perspective of the trailer seemed really atmospheric and I didn't know a lot about what was going on other than that it was about magic and the dark arts, I guess, if you want to call it that, black magic. Um, sure. This is one of my favorite horror movies of the year so far, for sure. Whoa, yeah. shit. Um, I Something about this movie just scratched the itch for me. It was. It's definitely the most beautiful movie I've seen so far this year. Has the best soundtrack that I've heard so far this year, and something that I'm on the record as being a fan of, but I, I think is fairly polarizing. Is it's about as opaque as a movie can get. Oh, good. Um. So take that or leave it. But what what this did exceptionally well, in my opinion, is build atmosphere. Um. I haven't seen a movie that did atmosphere as well as this in quite a long time. Uh, wow. Other than that, if you guys want to ask me any questions, I mean, I, the other thing that I will say is that this takes magic and does something with it that I've never really seen. It makes it long and painful and torturous and a lot of things that I you typically just don't see, but it's a very involved process and the depth that it went to to show what that's like was pretty remarkable, I thought. Remind me Shit. which one this movie is. Is this the one about the yeah. radio station? This is not. This is, there is a woman. She, I mean, I don't want to give too much away. I can't quite remember what was in the trailer. She wants to communicate with the other side, and she kind of hires this occultist. And they basically go off into the Welsh countryside and seclude themselves in a house <laughs> to do <laughs> occult things. And it proceeds from there. It's an Irish nice. film. Okay. All right. It is <laughs> it is available on Netflix for streaming if you'd like to see it. Um I it makes the other thing I will say is that it makes a choice at the end. Ooh, I like and those movies. I like movies that make choices. I don't know <laughs> if I love the choice that it made. But, but you respect the fact that the choice was made. But I respect the fact that it made a choice and outside of that I did think, like I said already, I, I thought that the way it was shot, the way that it utilized sound as a whole, not just from a soundtrack perspective, but sound as a whole, and the way it built atmosphere was extremely impressive. So, awesome. I feel like you two big thumbs have, up for me. You definitely so. have to have good sound design if your name of your movie is a dark song. Sure. Yeah. I assume the dark song is "Walking on Sunshine." Is that correct? Hey, oh, that'd be correct. Okay, good. Got it. Yeah, that's it for me, though. Unless you have any other All questions right. about a dark song, which I frankly no, would recommend no. going in blind. So, yep. yeah, I want to know less about it. I want to see it. Cool, Mark. What's been rocking your horror world? I have also only seen one movie. Uh, to you said, pull back the curtain. I'm gonna go get a different way to open the kimono. We uh, we've only wow. had three days since we last uh, recorded, so it's been it's been a short turnaround. Is that true? <clears throat> it's no, like it's that. not true. I can't count that high. Any, anyways. Um, to three. I saw the movie The he Phoenix tries. Forgotten. Hey oh. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So this was one that uh, Jakey weighed in on this like two weeks ago or something like that. I can't. I don't know. You, We've already covered again, this. I'm unable to count, to count backwards yeah. in time. Um, I forwards. am not here to spoil this movie. I don't know. Ex- you kind of held back. You held off of Jake. Gave it a weird like I, dude, tenuous I recommend. Didn't want to say anything. 
I I would echo the tenuous recommend. I think hey, this movie is a bit disappointing. Uh, I don't want to get like too far into it, but I I think it's it's emulating Lake Mungo, and I'm not sure it really. I, I it's just it doesn't have the satisfying turn at the end that I was hoping for. Okay. Um. Aside from that, like but- in a in a vacuum, I'd still recommend it. I think it is a good movie. Obviously, it's found footage, so I there's it's pretty hard for me to not recommend a found footage movie. So <laughs> there there is that Fuck. too. Um, yeah, got this in the mail <laughs> on Blu-ray. <laughs> Dude, Jake, remind us of how you watched this. How normal people can watch yeah. this? Amazon rent. Amazon. All right. So HD. It, uh, yeah, like I said, we've already talked about that when Jake brought it up. Uh, I don't know. However many weeks ago. I do have one other thing to talk about, which is um, I've had a little bit of a chance to get into a podcast that I hadn't listened to in a while this week. It's been a good podcast week for me at work. So uh, are you guys familiar with Snap Judgment? Yeah, it's great. Okay, so... The Glenn Washington? Yes, no, exactly. something Washington. Yes, okay, shit, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they do a series leading up to October every year, and then they kind of sprinkle them throughout every once in a while, called like Campfire Stories or something like that. Uh, Campfire Tales. Highly recommend you go through their catalog and listen to each of them. I think they actually only have about five at this point, and one of them came out like two weeks ago. Uh, okay. The other thing that is associated with that is they actually also just released a standalone podcast called Spooked. Um, that is just, it's basically Snap Judgment that is specifically focused on telling scary stories. Awesome. It's amazing. I'm, <laughs> it's, it's I'm so putting good. that on my phone right the fuck now, so talk a little more so I can do this. So Let it install. Uh, and actually, if you're searching for it, it might help to search Snap Judgment Presents colon Spooked, because that's what it's in there Jesus. right now. As. Yeah, not not the best naming convention. But uh, right now, there's only two episodes, uh, The Watcher, Lost in Time. I listened to Watch Lost in Time this morning and loved it. Um, if you have listened to their Campfire Tales episodes and liked them, this is just an I extent- have and I do. Yeah, it, this is just an extension of that. It's more of that. And they're committing to releasing... It's like one a week or two a week or something like that up through Halloween on Spooked. So, so help someone who knows awesome. nothing about this understand what you're talking about. So Snap Judgment, if you're unfamiliar with it, is uh, in the same... A public radio show. It's a public radio show, kind of in the same vein as like This American Life. There are hour-long or so episodes that uh, are split into generally like two or three smaller segments. Uh, the thing that Snap Judgment does is they focus really, really hard on the storytelling, and also they have like really cool sound design and beats that kind of underplay all the stuff. Yeah, um, very musical. Not just like bumper music like uh, This American Life has. Right, 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 right. Um, and then they just a couple times a year, they have specific episodes that focus essentially on telling ghost stories. I, I have a really hard time, honestly, of telling whether or not these are like actually just fictional stories or if these are people like actually recounting stories from their lives it might be a mix it might be entirely fictional i'm not really sure uh they're told in a way that it could just be like you know half the time it's just somebody being like look i'm a scientist i don't believe in this sort of stuff but i know what i saw and this is what i saw um that's it's pretty well varied uh the one that always sticks with me is from campfire tales i think four uh, it's a story of three girls that go camping and they have a run in with uh, this dog at a hot springs and uh, things go south from there. So if you can search that one out. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I don't want to give too much away, man. What it's a, a good weird story. Fucking okay. The, Great well, and that's that's one of the things I like about it is there's a little bit of fresh freshness here. You know, you see a lot of the same old tropes. Yeah, do- I don't that. see many dogs at Hot Springs. You're right. There you go. Yeah, the do- we'll have to add that as a subgenre. Does the <laughs> dogs dog- comma Hot Mark, Springs? Mark. Yes. Mark. Yes. Mark. Does what? the dog die? It would spoil. Yeah, spoils. Spoilers. Not going to say. Go listen to the episode, Jake. The dog dies. Dog dies. <laughs> Dogs, comma, hot springs, comma, they come to us. Oh, my God. Mark, Spoiler I like alert. <laughs> I like that recommendation. Uh, I don't know how that eluded my radar, um, but I, uh, I'm i on board. It came, out, it came out like this week, so. Shit. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Jack. Yeah, buddy. Your turn. <laughs> uh, I, too, watched only one movie this week. Um, it was a, a big one. Uh, the eagle-eared listener will remember that uh, last week I talked about going to It uh, over release weekend. This time, unlike for Get Out, I only had to buy one set of tickets for myself and my lovely wife. We made it on the first try, which was pretty awesome. Um, Good for and you. I gotta tell you guys, I was blown the fuck away. You were bl- I've heard great things. You were blown away? I was blown the fuck away. I don't know how you could be blown away. It's been so... It's Everyone's great. jacked it off so hard, it'd be kind of hard to be blown away. I know, Is it I actually, was fully on board with that. Does it actually just turn into a rom-com like halfway through? <laughs> that would blow me away for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what would require to be blown away at this point, is just a complete and utter change of plot. So here's the thing. This is a great horror movie, but if you removed all of the horror aspects of it, this would be a great, like, coming of age and what it means to be a kid story. And it would be a great watchable movie if you removed the horror elements, but you don't have to, so you get awesome fucking horror elements on top of an already awesome story uh, about coming of age and being a kid. So what you're saying is this is another Stephen King movie, Stand By Me, just if those kids were constantly being stalked by a murderous clown. Have you have you read it? I mean, it's it. I, I'm well, making a joke here, Jack. Come on, yes, and <laughs> that's a weird joke to make. I mean, it, it is a coming of age story as well. He they tastefully spoilers decided to remove the uh, the child orgy scene um, that was in it. Solid maneuver, the book. Solid maneuver. So yeah, I think that was that was a good call uh, overall. But it's it's great. I can't recommend it highly enough. Go see this fucking movie. It it's really good. How have, high is the clown quotient? Uh, high. Higher than I wanted or expected, but it wasn't, uh, I wasn't unhappy with it. Higher than you expected, really? Yeah. I expect yeah. all uh, clown all the time, so. Yeah, I still had high hopes that it would be more book in that they don't need, you know, not as clowny, but it's very clowny. But it's fine, it works. Jadavian clowny? <laughs> Dude, he's for anyway, real. There's a spoiler. I... Last question before we move along. How important is it, do you think, that it is seen in movie theaters? Is this a movie I could just get on Shut Blu-ray up, in the mail? So, you can absolutely get it on Blu-ray, but this is one that you want to pay attention to the whole time, and you want to be engrossed in, so watch it if you can in a dark room where there aren't going to be any interruptions, turn your yeah. phone upside down or whatever. Uh, don't be in and out of this movie, but it's not one that you're getting a huge benefit from going to the theater to see. Gotcha. The only problem is if you don't go to theater to see this one, you're probably not going to see it before the end of the year. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, Jack, sounds so. like you're giving it a very tenuous recommend. Yeah. <laughs> He's very lukewarm uh, on this, this one. This, I think, is my favorite horror movie of 2017 so far. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, 
I yeah, would echo not particularly close either. I would echo what you just said about you know locking yourself down and and really turning down the lights, turning up the volume, getting on a, as big of a screen as possible for a dark song as well. Okay, if that's not a yeah. laptop movie. Sure. So I buy that. Just for the listener who might be intrigued but hasn't seen it yet, I would highly recommend putting that on the biggest thing you got possible. Uh, well, nice. as far as my recommendations go, you basically have to listen to podcasts on a phone or a computer. So there you go. I don't <laughs> Thanks, recommend Mark. you turn I'm the glad lights you off specified. and somehow put it on your TV. Uh, you could do that, though. <laughs> you probably could. That isn't an endorsement of doing so, though. Wow, Feature you're presentation! This, you're letting this fall apart, aren't you? <laughs> wow. Over at adchorror.com this week, we watched 2015's, I think, Intruders. Uh, Mark, which was your pick for the home invasion category. That is correct. Uh, and I gotta tell you, I hadn't seen this movie, but I was aware of the poster. It has a home on it, right? The poster's fucking awesome. It I, is pretty Yeah, cool. I feel like the poster has been... I've, I've seen that thing all over the goddamn place, but I knew nothing about the yeah. movie. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's that silhouette of the house kind of floating on an island with all the weapons dangling down below it. It's really yeah. cool. Which, Way more weapons um, than we're using in the movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Spoilers. Almost no weapons are used in this. There's one yeah. one hammer. <laughs> that's it. Pretty much. And a pistol. That's not even of. that's not even hanging from the house, though. It's probably somewhere in there. It's behind okay. all the other ones. It's exactly. behind all the other silhouettes. That's why you can't see it. Mm. Yeah, smart. But Mark, would it be fair to say you've seen this before? No, this was the first time I'd seen it. Oh shit! Okay, you guys I really thought you had. You Which guys is why chose he the picked first it for two, Home Invasion. You guys chose the first two Home Invasion movies, and I needed a good fresh one that I wanted to add and see. So, so what did you know about this movie then? Where was it in your head? He knew we, nothing. We covered it on a horror release roundup, however many months ago. Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We it, covered a it different movie out. called The Intruders. No, we didn't. No, we, definitely we covered this movie. It came out in January of 2016. I was just letting you be wrong because I like doing that. Shit. <laughs> I'm well, glad I you paid it... this close attention to our own segments, though, Jack. That's really great. That was well over a year ago, Mark. Jack, you chose that as your top one for that month. Well, good. It was you good. You were a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. I'm very smart. I, I for the Are record... You? Have no idea what you chose for the top one that month, but your willingness to just believe me is is astounding. <laughs> yeah, um, Jake, how about you? Were you in the same boat as Mark? I I just kind of told you. I knew a lot about the poster and nothing else about the movie. <laughs> it's got um, a great poster. It does. Yeah. I mean, I remember I remember covering this for HR, but outside of that, like it didn't hit me either way. I was like, okay, this is a movie that's happening. It, it's one of the many, right? It's not one yeah. that it, I was like, this is going to be horse shit. It was not one that I was like, this is awesome, and I need to see this and put this on the short list. Uh, so it came, it went, and then Mark brought it back up for whatever reason. Like a hero. This must have been the very first HRR, huh? No. I can't. Uh, I think so. It didn't. Well, whatever. That's. But I don't even remember doing it for HRR, so I just I knew about the poster, and uh, and I knew it starred Martin Starr. Um, and that's about all I knew. Martin Starr. Okay. Martin Starr. Um, Mark, we'll dive into this movie here in a little bit. Uh, but first, you picked this movie, and you know what that means. You got hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. 
Okay, enter siblings, Anna and Conrad. Conrad has full-blown cancer. Anna has full-blown denial. Conrad ends up dying of said cancer. She doesn't go to his funeral. She stays home because she's agoraphobic. They don't really ever explain that part. No. While she is still at home, a gang of intruders, the titular intruders, come to intrude and try and steal all of her money. She uh, traps them in the basement. There's an origin story that happens, and they basically all die, and then she burns her house down. How am I doing on time? You got five seconds. Oh, Rory Culkin is also there. He's a food delivery boy. Time. Well done. <laughs> That's this I like movie. It. Any questions? That is pretty much this movie. Yeah. Reviewed. <laughs> she uh, she flips the script. Yeah, she inverts the plot, you might say. There is a uh, false climax. I can't remember what yours was called. False summit. False summit. There is a false summit. Can you please tie there it into is. my beer, too, to help me out? There's a day. harpoon probably hanging from the house. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. There isn't Thanks, one. Mark. There's a machete, though. So. <laughs> that's what friends are for right there. Can I just say that's the pull of the evening that I remembered what your beer was? I mean, you remember the brewery. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I'm paying a shocking amount of attention this episode. Yeah, way more than you usually really, do. Really bringing my A game. Yeah, you're on, you're on the ball. <laughs> Good for you. So should I add anything? Do we need to append any story No, I think you that? covered it. I think you covered Yeah, her it. dad was a child molester, so they became vigilante child molester murderers. Yeah, the origin story kind of needs its own thing. I'm, we'll, we'll get there, I think, probably, I would assume, in the second half of this review. <laughs> <clears throat> in the meantime, let's talk about what the movie does, right? Well, no. except not. Oh, uh, damn it. First, I was doing so well. We you were paying out. a shocking amount of attention until you What stopped. in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into? And that's, Mark, since you're clearly prepared, that's the hubris. hit us up with a subgenre of horror this movie fits the fuck hubris. into. Home invasion. Ish. Yeah, nailed it. Lay Not up. really. <laughs> I mean, Jake, they, how about yourself? They, it's not really a home invasion movie. It's a home invasion. It is not a really. movie. I mean, to Jake's They invade the home instantaneously <laughs> yeah there's, there's like, no home invasion <laughs> there's about I mean, 30 it seconds literally of her. happens but it happens the, so quickly that it's not really a home invasion there's about 30 <laughs> seconds of her like hiding under a table yeah. and then they come in so there yeah. is that that point yes but there's <laughs> yeah. that point in every home invasion movie where the invaders are in the house the intruders are in the house and you are yeah then trying to escape it has those them. aspects of her hiding around the house in little nooks and crannies through doors while they menace their way around the house. They're not really menacing. They're just kind of looking for her. They're like talking they, yeah. to each other. They're very personable because they're not like wearing masks. They're they cut the I mean, phone line. They just personable. want some money. They're in her house. Pers- they don't just want money. We're we're gonna they get do. into this and what the movie does wrong. They do, they do. just want money. That's all they, they want. do. Not just want money. They do. Oh my god. And they, okay, what other subgenres of horror does this fit into, Jack? Yes. Houses, I maybe. Other than that, nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. Done. Uh, are you sure this isn't uh, independent Culkin. or something? This is a, this is a Culkin horror movie. <laughs> yeah, Culkin. That's a sub-sub-genre of Alien, by the way, listener. <laughs> that motherfucker is so weird looking. <laughs> now we're getting redundant. Yes. I'm uh, done. Yeah, I'm done with I, the segment. I, I what does the do right? There isn't much else here. What does it do right? All right. What? Mark? Tell me. What does it do right? <clears throat> uh, let's go with the cast, first off. I, this has a phenomenally good cast. And an alien. Does it? And an alien, yeah, uh, if you're going to keep pounding that table. I'm so here's to. here's the thing. I uh, I was completely unaware of the cast of this movie. This is an important point for me to make. 
I uh, so when when Flannel <laughs> Boy <laughs> walked in and had a few lines, I was like, that guy is a discount Gilfoil. And then I looked it up. That motherfucker actually is Gilfoil. Yeah, it's Martin Starr. You had said that. I did not know that was his name in real life. Oh shit! So, yeah. uh, so the reason this is important: Gilfoil, noted comedian, doing horror. Fantasy point. <laughs> oh shit! It's not okay. really a noted comedian, dude. Oh, he's absolutely. He has a couple of old stand-up specials, and he started off on Party Down. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's, he's absolutely. Have you seen Silicon Valley? That show's hilarious. Mark, he's barely a comedian, ah, that's dude. Aggressive, but you're wrong. That show's hilarious. Are you sure? <laughs> Uh, who else of the cast did you like, Mark? Because are you are you really into the, the main character woman? Because apart from this movie, all I knew that she was in was that garbage television program, Leverage. Uh, yeah, I didn't recognize her. I looked into her bio, and she's just she seemingly is in like every television show. Um, I've tried to watch Leverage because it kind of has a neat concept, like Burn Notice esque, but it's unwatchable. Uh, haven't even given that a chance. I guess what I'll say is I think they all did very good jobs. Rory Culkin puts up a very good performance in this one. Sure. Also, shout out to the guy who plays Vance, the first dude who dies, uh, Joshua McKell or Michael. He is the dude who plays uh, Uber Satan or whatever in uh, Last Shift. Okay. What? The He's the serial killer that is clearly just uh, Manson. Remember really, he's yeah. yes. I remember the movie. He yes. he is the lead brother. Yeah, John Michael Payman, that dude. Payman, that's right. Yeah, really. He's super Satan. He was into Satan before Satan was was even cool. <laughs> Notice me. Notice <laughs> me, me, senpai. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> I mean, do you guys do you guys agree or disagree? I think the cast does a great job here. Well, I, I, I think it's. I, I think they did a very good job, but. Prior to that, I don't think the cast was any particular selling point for me. Apart from Martin Starr, um, I mean, none of it would have been any kind of a draw. And the fact that the woman who plays Parker on Leverage is in it would have been a detraction. (laughs) Okay, so so I guess I said it wrong, because you're right. It is heavily performance-based. I guess I just really like that they cast Martin Starr, whose name I now know, uh, as this fucking creep. Oh my god. It's a These people are great character not, for him. Okay, I, I don't want to talk about what the movie does wrong. Jake, what else does the movie do right? I think... Mm, I mean, I think generally speaking, it does a good job with the flipping of the script that we already talked about. Um, you aren't... If you hadn't seen the trailer, if you walked into this fully blind, you are not going to be anticipating what's coming, and they do a relatively good job with her character of of making that shift be something that is unexpected. So when it happens, you're taken aback. It's funny okay. because you kind of have to put yourself in that frame of mind. We had all seen the trailer, so we knew that something was coming yeah. and there would be a flipping of the script. However, Heavy I spoilers. think that that is a good concept in theory. Yeah. Just don't fucking <laughs> blow your load in the trailer. Yeah. How's that for, how's that for something it does right? Yeah. This don't is watch the trailer and maybe it does something right. Yeah. This and don't <laughs> breathe made the exact same mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty big mistake, too. It is. It's one of the cardinal sins of trailer making. Uh, Jack? Uh, it's back on you. Um, what did you say? I said, I clarified that it's not necessarily the cast, it's the acting and performances. He copped uh, out. I got you there. He, he, he 
passed the buck is what he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm doing it again because I don't have anything you're else. You're doing it again. I think this movie handles exposition fairly well. Um, I really only noticed it in two scenes, but there, they, there's two things that I kind of wanted to remark on. I think it's funny, uh, and you guys actually may well think that this is actually a bad thing to do with exposition, but there's a scene where uh, the two, two of the three intruders are brothers, and the older brother refers to his younger brother as younger brother. <laughs> now, now, younger brother, or whatever. Get your head on. Yeah, um, it's terrible. I kind of think it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, because it's clearly like they do no it one in movies all the time. It's classic in James Bond movies, right? Where the first scene is James Bond introducing himself or just saying the name of his partner that he's known for years and years and years and his title. Oh, nice <laughs> to meet you, 005, Whatever Sean Bean's character was in Goldeneye. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. I, I feel I still thought it was was pretty good. The other the other thing this movie did was um, when Creeper Martin Starr is uh, talking to Anna before she goes down before she gets away and runs away and all that stuff, and she's getting the he's getting the agoraphobia thing happening. They cut away for her entire explanation, and then they just cut back to him reiterating exactly what she said to him, where he's like, <laughs> "You can't go outside. That's so weird. You haven't been out of this house in ten years. What?" <laughs> I thought it handled it pretty well. Wait, what did you say, Mark? What? No, before that. She hasn't been out of this house in how long? In 10 years. Fantasy point. Count it. I don't think that's a, uh, I don't think that, no, 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 no. Yours? I'll look into this. I, don't, I think okay. yours was specifically I, a person having been We're to with our legal team. Look, I'm not going to, hey, that's me. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to disagree with Mark about giving me a point, but it is against the spirit of my uh, Okay, fine. No one's draft. been dead. You're fine. 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 I'm trying to do <laughs> well, you. Well, actually, fucking... actually, I'm putting on my legal hat. Her dad's been dead for 10 years. For 10 for years? 10 years. So, half point. Half point to Jack on our made-up fantasy Great. scale. I'll good. take it. Perfect. Good, good, good. <laughs> this is a fantasy bonanza we're having this episode. Jake, how about you? What else does the movie do right? How do we feel about the set design in this movie? Oh, I have. I I personally liked. I personally liked the house. I felt like it was a shithole, and it looked like it had been lived in for some time by someone who doesn't leave the house and is a shut-in. So, and uh, it was a fucking labyrinth in a way that I found to be somewhat believable, at least. Like there are weird old mansiony houses that I'm not. I'm not talking about her like crazy torture bunker. I'm talking about the house part of the house. That that is believable good. to me. Yes, but you can't have a crew come in there and build you a whole second basement that you can retract a set of stairs into with that much mess that's been there for ten years. Uh, agreed. It's it, it's it's because it happened a long time ago. It happened. I'm assuming well before she let the place go. While she was solely the caretaker for her brother. Because mm. they used to do that to people. Maybe. After he killed her dad. Um, okay. I I was willing to forgive that, although I did still find the torture bunker to be a little bit odd. Uh, the house itself on top of said torture bunker was Those good. F- well fucking designed. intruders were not nearly concerned enough that the staircase just up and all the way retracted. Oh, <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, and uh oh. Oh, darn. They're still just making jokes about how they're going to get that bitch. It's <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, she's flipped the script and they're just like, oh, shucks. They're and then the one her. guy goes into the open door she tells him to go into. Doesn't even leave like what a is... shoe. Like, leave a fucking shoe in the threshold. That's 
the most obvious hey trap guys. that I have ever seen. Yeah, buddy. Wrong segment. This it's is what it does right. So I'll get back to what else. we were just talking about. I actually really enjoy the uh, set design of the basement. I think they did a good job of making it. Okay, like, so you like that too. Simultaneously ominous and like barren at the same time. Uh, the other thing is I was I, I had a split decision on how they treated the house. I like what they were going for, but it seemed like they forgot that the house was supposed to be messy about half the time. Like yeah. when it when it was um, an important plot point and the guy had to like dodge a stack of newspapers or whatever, it was clearly messy. But then two or three scenes later he was just walking around, there's it's like a normal house. Where was it not messy? I don't have a good map of the house in my head. Obviously her her bedroom's super clean, but that's a that's a separate thing. It's just like the kitchen seemed fine. Yeah. It, and the main living area, yeah. uh from from the one side, from like the main house door. Uh, it looks very messy on the back wall, but then from the opposite side camera, when it would film it that way, there's just the table and empty walls and empty floors. I mean, there yeah. could... I don't know. It, was, it didn't bother me at all. It was I feel seemingly, like there places she could put shit. Yeah. It was seemingly like there were just rooms that are somehow attached to this house that you don't really ever understand, and half of them are clean and half of them are hoarder pigsties. Yeah. It felt dingy. How's that? I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. It did feel dingy, but I'm just saying it felt inconsistently dingy. The level of dinge was highly variable. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so let me do a quick pick either or. Um, okay. Pick. Okay, so I'm going to put this house up against the house from Pod. Pick one. Set design. I like the house from Pod better. Set design. Uh, as long as we're not talking about the girl's apartment from Pod. The house from Pod was Oh, better. fuck. Yeah, oh, Jesus. You think the house from Pod is better? Jack shot on the house from Pod for like forty-five minutes straight. Well, because we it's like it's like a focus grouped set made specifically to make this guy seem like a psychopath. Yeah, and because the foil in that, I, I liked the way it looked. I said I just don't. When you take a step back, it's and very you both clearly this. So you disagree yeah. with me and my assessment of this as being good set design? Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. I I still agree with you. I'm just. Sort of playing devil's advocate because that was the one thing that took me out was inconsistency. That's the one thing, huh? We have bigger problems. I gave this a nine and a half on immersion. That is obscene. (laughs) Jack, are you going to pass the buck again? I got nothing else. Okay, I got one more thing. Uh, Very, very small. This is the best line I've heard in a movie in quite a while. Really? Really? there, when after she's pushed, you know we've watched They Live pretty recently, yeah. right? After she pushes Dan in the basement and his knees all messed up, that's Rory Culkin's character, uh, and his knees all messed up, and they're like about to pop it back in place. Uh, the douchebag Prime looks at him and says, "What are we at?" Douchebag Sub Sub Prime at this point uh, says, "This is gonna hurt." R- Rory Culkin's response to that is one of the funniest things. It's like such a perfect line. He just goes, "Whoa, it's gonna hurt." Oh, <laughs> that's your favorite line. I can't do it at barely all. a I, word. It struck me as what as like the perfect line delivery for that moment, given his character and just given Rory Culkin as a person. I loved it. I don't know what his character. Yeah, define is. his. I exactly define his character. Uh, well, let's uh, let's transition into our next segment. You liked his character. You said he did well. Why are we transitioning? I I think Rory Culkin did a very good job. So what at- are you transitioning for? Because I have a feeling you guys disagree. <laughs> yeah, Mark Cacci had a trap. Like Perry no, it's Mason. not a trap. I thought he did well too, but I don't. I can't pinpoint what the character is. So I'm that's not going to say it was either. something the movie does wrong. I'm right. just like he's sort of all, like 
a genuine person, but also a chicken shit? He's everything. He's he's, he's not a, everything, Jack. A goofball. Yeah, he's a goofball is nerd. He, is he the hero he's we a, need, he's but a, not the hero we deserve? No, he's not that. Okay, so he's not he's everything. A goofball. Fine. Nailed it. He's Very a Mason. goofball nerd. He's a philosophical wise person. He talked about tater uh, Who tots. knows what he is. Yeah, he's a comfortable with this sort of crime, but but doesn't want to be a part of it. I don't think he he's feels comfortable bad with the crime. about it sometimes. That's he wasn't he complicit. Is. Well, then he's doing a bad job because he's very clearly okay with it a lot of the time. I don't know. What? Dude, he's tied up immediately when yeah. he comes in. Well, his no, he's not tied up immediately. He has a whole bunch of reactions of like You're right. Uh, you, you're you, right. What you happens immediately is he gets punched in the here. jaw immediately and then he gets tied yeah. up. Yeah, and then he gets tied up. Yeah. And if you get punched in the jaw after some people are breaking into a house of a girl you got a crush on because you told him she has a bunch of money, you'd be like, "The fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out. I'm calling the police." Not like, uh, you guys probably shouldn't be, you're not no so we're so we're back he's to the very chicken meek, shit part. Jack, that's the whole point. He's very ah, meek. Fuck. He's not complicit in he's the slightest at all. Not meek. He's complicit. He is. He is ready for church. He's terrible. He is lubed up and ready wow. to go to church. I I I mean, you're right. His his character is a little wibbly wobbly. <laughs> I think in general you can piece it together. I would say though that Rory Culkin's job of playing the part that was written for the movie is is. Close to impeccable. You can't peck that. Again, I don't know. It's it, the line between what how the character was written and how he's acting. It is tough to find sometimes, and I don't know if this was so. Maybe written he, or he how is he's acting the perfect. It. He's the perfect kind of on the cusp sort of thing that transitions us from what the movie does right to what the movie does wrong. I don't Nailed know. Nailed it. Sure. Way how about go. what it does wrong then? All right, I'll start off with since we're talking about the characters. Uh, all of the characters feel very inconsistent to me. Um, especially given what we watched last week, where they the feel arcs southern. don't make sense. Yeah. Here, these guys are... <laughs> Just, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're southern. southern. That's something wrong. Yeah. Okay, good. These guys are low-level B&E artists, right? Somebody isn't home, we're gonna break into their house and take money. Correct. But then Martin Starr is just a literal murderer psychopath. He's, and the he does a great job, main, too. And yeah, well, yeah, but he's not... That's not what murder psychopaths do they don't just break into someone's house because it's a crime of opportunity that they hear about the they kill birds either... they kill birds jack they do do that <laughs> and then With the hammers. main guy varies wildly from martin star don't you fucking kill this woman to i'm gonna fucking kill this woman to i was just playing i was never gonna kill this woman to i'm gonna rape you and say daddy likes his sweet little girl a whole bunch while i'm fucking doing it it's he has the most inconsistent character since Jason Sudeikis in <laughs> since last uh, week. <laughs> since last week, <laughs> he has the most, most inconsistent, inconsistent character, character since I've last seen in a week. week. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I guess that means that it has a very consistent characters. So that's all we got. It really does. <laughs> oh man, it's it is so good. <laughs> yeah. Do do you disagree with me about the characters though? Like Martin Starr's is consistent, but it doesn't make sense that he's running with this low level B and E crew. I think it does. Like, I get the sense that these are just, like, a couple guys. They're probably, like, friends from high school or something. They didn't really ever go anywhere, and they hear of a house that's full of millions of dollars. And he's probably, yes, you're probably right, he's just a crazy psychopath, but I don't think there's, like, a minimum. He does, it's not like he doesn't get out of bed for less than this amount of crime. Like, he's just <laughs> like, yeah, sure, that's probably the most exciting thing happening right now. He, 
he also varies between being portrayed as the the beta in the group to just absolutely not at all being the beta, being like, fuck you, this is what we're doing, to sometimes being a sniveling toady and like, yeah, I'm not going to kill her. I'm going to do whatever you say. Maybe, uh, yeah. Meh. And it bounces back and forth a lot. <laughs> and I agree with you that he does a terrific job of playing a terrifying creep. I mean, I did make the note that these some of these arcs are confusing. I think they sort of resolve themselves largely over the course. So as you first meet them, there's like a lot of turbulence there. And then they kind of settle into their roles as the movie goes on. But uh, yeah, you're right about the main guy. I can't remember his name, but I have no... Like, he just wants money. Or maybe he just wants to leave. Or maybe he's a psycho who wants to murder people. (laughs) Anywhere in between those things. Or like a really pervy rapist. I think... mm, Let's not go down that road. (laughs) (laughs) Ranking the varieties of rapists? Yeah, exactly. How pervy is this rapist? That's a conversation people want to chime in on. You've been very quiet. I mean, I think... Ultimately, I do agree with you. I think that there's some inconsistency here. I More than anything for me, though, they're just forgettable characters. Like, there's not enough going on here for me to care about really any of them. Colkin is the one that that kind of his performance shined through for me. But the rest of these characters I just found so forgettable. Like, I kind of joked about how they're Southern. That's something they do wrong. But... <laughs> As you were as you were talking about the low level B and E crew, like I immediately thought back to this crew of guys in VHS, and yeah. I think that's actually yeah, which was for also a reason. Baffling. They're also a, a cast of like this low level criminal. They did happen to be southern that are really really forgettable. <laughs> like they? there's something there was about I, hmm? is Jake developing a new uh, yeah a, a bias. new uh, bigot tree probably a new tree of bigots. <laughs> They had nothing going on that was remotely interesting or that brought me into the movie. Like, I didn't give a fuck about... It was hard no. for me to give a fuck about the backstory of the main like, characters, let alone usually what was when, going on with the, like, tertiary characters. Yeah, often in times in movies like this where the person you think is the victim ends up being the real antagonist and, and psychopathic killer, the movies make you feel something for the people who ended up as the victims, right? You feel bad for them or you start to relate exactly. to them in some way. Exactly. And this movie has none of that. Yeah. yeah. See, also, don't breathe. And I think it try. I haven't seen that, but I would assume that you're right, Mark, because sometimes you are. I, like, I agree with you. <laughs> Broken clock. <laughs> I think that something needed to be done for when this script gets flipped. I will give a shit about the guys that are in a predicament, but the legwork was not done... They killed off the only mildly likable one right quick. Pretty much, yeah. And then they shove Colkin down there for good measure, and I guess that's a a good thing. Let me, okay, to be frank, that is a good thing. I'm happy they did that, because if they didn't, then it would have been fucking impossible. But, well, yeah. And that's that's the, that's how this movie should have worked. You don't necessarily need to feel sympathy for Guilfoyle's crazy-ass self, you are kind of, you kind of, they pull the string a little bit that the guy's little brother died, but he's still a goddamn crazy person. So really what they should have done <laughs> is had her thrown Culkin in, uh, into the basement and just had him be, a, which he is, a completely, a completely com- not complicit, whatever. He's just a, he's just an innocent dude who got caught up 
trying to like see if this woman was all right because you didn't go to her brother's funeral and play that sympathy card. But instead, he's just a fucking like once he's thrown into the basement, it's just a blank slate. He has almost nothing after the after the second half of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the only likable character, and he's not. He doesn't as for as strong as he is in his role. It doesn't carry it. Well, right. So what it is, is they do a great job with his character in the first half, and then as soon as he's in the basement, nothing. Nothing happens at all. He barely has any lines. Yeah. Uh, ish. <laughs> I don't know if I agree anything. with the first part, but what else does the movie do wrong? We, we hit the character thing pretty hard. Origin story. Yeah. This movie has serious third act problems. We've already talked about it. I think the yeah. turn is great once she locks yeah. him in the basement. Once the stairs retract, that's really fucking cool. She's playing around in the secret mechanism in the grandfather clock. Yeah. That's a great scene when the stairs retract. And and I don't think Leslie uh, had seen the trailer for this, so I, th- I think she more or less went in blind, and she loved that part. <laughs> she nice. suddenly sits up and good. she's like, ooh, I like this movie. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's good. Someone um, went in blind. But yeah, as soon as the focus begins to develop on, like, Anna's backstory, and the whole, like, my... Daddy was a child molester, and my brother saved me, and then my brother and me killed other child molesters to make them regret what they did. And he gets her to let him let them go by just talking about her dad and her brother in harsh terms, which breaks her psyche, I guess. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's it's baffling. No, no. Yeah, I mean, no. she gets he gets he gets that her to let them go. By, by acting like he's going to yes. kill Dan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but also, I mean, after he's said, like, fucked with her a bunch by saying, you you thought you were doing the right thing? You weren't doing the right thing. There's no, you, this is just killing. All yeah, this yeah stuff. I mean, it was it was weird because the, it, the movie put her in the position clearly of power and then he just dominates her to the point where she Instantly. lets him leave. Yeah. He absolutely <laughs> yeah. dominates her. And then the yeah. only reason, the only reason she actually gets, like, to revenge upon him is because he then comes back, yeah. attacks her again, and out then lets sheer, his guard down. It has to be saved by blind. Rory Culkin. Yeah, out of stupidity. Yeah, like so. the movie could have ended if the movie had ended ten minutes shy of where it ended. They just walk out, and that's it. That's the end. Of the and movie. what like, is it that gets her over her agoraphobia to the point where she can leave? Is it the fact that she has like killed? She is actually killed now, so she is able to like cleanse herself. <laughs> I don't understand. I, okay, yeah, so I have a question about that in general. This was another thing that I was going to bring up later, but this is a good as good a time as any. Why did why why did why does she even have agoraphobia? Why would you write that in? You use it once, and then you use it as and a mechanism for her to not leave the house. But you could just have them grab her when she's like leaving the house. Uh, That's all you need. Mark, Mark. If she didn't have agoraphobia, they wouldn't have been able to put in that scene of her peeing herself, which made me think, you're running around in urine-soaked clothes for the whole rest of the fucking movie. It was gross. They even made a point of emphasizing it. You're sitting in your own pee, change into these clean clothes, and she won't do it. She's a monster. kind of a pervert, right? <laughs> a monster. This movie's brimming with, with perverts. <laughs> Some kind of a deviant. She likes the feel of... Running around in her own piss-soaked clothes. We're, uh... I don't want to keep talking about this. <laughs> My point is, agoraphobia doesn't need to be there in the movie, and the fact that she overcomes it at the end might just be proof that the writers forgot that she was agoraphobic in the first part. Oh, yeah. 
That's that's how no. that that's how you get over agoraphobia, right? There's one breaking point, and then all of a sudden you're fully fucking cured. And you yeah, burn I your figured, and you can I figured that not her only, killing a man was like, oh, you're cured. Yeah, and not only are you cured to the point where I can now leave the house, something that previously caused me to urinate on myself, but I can burn that feeling of safety down, mm-hmm. and that is a step beyond. Just leaving, being able to leave the house. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, as a callback to the uh, the uninvited podcast, she does solve her problem by throwing fire at it. She does. Yes, she does. So. But but the thing is, agoraphobia isn't isn't does a fear she? of open spaces or a fear of crowds or any of that. It's a fear of being too far away from the things you consider to be your safe Safety, resources. Yes. And not only does she is able to get away from that, she burns all of that the fuck down. Yeah, she's fucked. Let's think. Let's talk. Let's talk about how fuck she is for a minute. Like, what's she Intruders gonna do? She's gonna sob and piss herself until social like, services picks her. Up. <laughs> Intruders no, like, two is just her freaking out in a field for ninety minutes. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like, all of her money and her clothes and her anything is gone now. Burn. Grab Chris. a sack of money. I get burning the house down. Maybe if you're gonna cartoon like get over your agoraphobia. You but have some money. Grab please. the sack of money. What are you doing? If it's, you're it's able- already in a sack. If you are able to recover the burnt money, you can send it into the federal government and they'll replace it dollar for dollar as, as long as they can verify the uh, serial number. Not if you're the one who caused the fire. Uh, I don't know about Mark, that, Jack. Did you see that money? They won't do did that. Did you see that money prior to when it was burned? I don't think there was any way in hell that they were verifying any of those serial numbers. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not her fault that her grandpa got all of his money from the props department in Hollywood. <laughs> That was her grandpa's money, not her dad's? I don't know whose money it they was. Were, it's like they were all dragged through a fucking mud pit. <laughs> they don't ever explain where the money comes from. She just literally walks out with a bag of money. <laughs> that I kind of like. That it's, you don't need to, because you can assume she has some kind of family money. And you don't I thought it was from all the perverts they'd killed. I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> perverts oh. are notoriously wealthy. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? That was an awkward pause. I don't. I have feel, one last thing. Do you guys have anything else? You're cutting me off for my safety. Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. S- do you have more? Say your thing. I hate her character too. We didn't talk about how bad her character is. You kind of did. You talked about how much she pissed herself. Well, okay. We've. She is a. Demon. And then we talked about how she got dominated. Like it's her this, moment this to is, shine. This is and one she gets of those dominated, and then she just look cuts off her safety net, so you remove all logic to her character. So yeah, this is what makes sense. This is one of those things where the writers are fucking with the audience, not in a way that's in any way in service of the story, but strictly to fuck with the audience. So at the beginning, when they're breaking into the house and she is legitimately terrified and they don't know she's there yet, mm-hmm. she's not that scared, as evidenced by her calm, cool, and collected behavior later on. And she's not doing it to try and trick them, because they don't know she's there yet. The only reason they're showing her pretend to be terrified is to fuck with you, the audience, because they didn't know how to write it more interestingly, and they wanted a, an effective payoff. And that kind of shit pisses me off. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think there's a clear lack of them being able to connect point C to point E. They knew where it yeah. was, and they knew where it needed to end, and they did not know how to... They did not know where the two shall meet. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> that line is not taught. Mark, what else you got? So, I am highly confident that if you get brained by a Stanley and blood comes out, you're not going to get up and back laugh. Up all chipper and ready to strangle. Yeah, I mean, even, even if the blood... Yeah, but come on. No, you're going to die sooner. 
you're already dead. Yeah. You're not getting back up. You, you're probably, you might, you won't get back up. You might, like, writhe around a little bit and, like, say something confusing and whatever. But you're not, <laughs> you won't you're not going to just start hop back up strangle. and be like, oh, how dare you? I feel great. Yeah. While laughing, yeah. yeah. Feel my wrath. Jesus. Um, I'd like to revisit something I, I talked about earlier. The Do main it. guy just walks straight into that room when she opens the previously <laughs> deadbolted door by remote control after the stairs have left. What an idiot. And that guy is supposed to be smart later on. He he's did the not, one figuring he did not everything listen out. to Admiral Akbar he, at all. Jake? Yeah. He's the guy who likes puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't know what a trap is. It's a trap! It's a trap. I mean, maybe he likes puzzles so much that he assumes even if he is trapped, he will be able to puzzle himself out. And, I mean, in fairness, he was right. He wasn't able to puzzle himself out. He was able to berate a poorly written character enough. <laughs> that's, the, that's the solution to the puzzle, Jack. You just have to berate a poorly <laughs> written character enough. Mark, I tried that at the last escape room I went to, and they asked me not to come back. <laughs> the poor volunteer started crying. <laughs> Fuck. Should we go to ratings? Yes. He's climbing in your windows. He's matching your people up. Trying to rape him. So y'all need to hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. We over at Izzy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Jim Carrey would rate the importance of Fashion Week. You know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could f- come to and join. And, uh, and, uh, and here I am. There's some I mean, you gotta admit, it's completely meaningless. And for 10, think of how Beck would rate the whackness of your crew. Your whole crew is whack. Story is the first category in which you rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. And I'm a little bit nervous about your rating. I'm not gonna lie to you. I went with a five. Okay. Right down the middle. Um, this is, it, it's kind of hard to... Uh, discount this movie because it does have a relatively unique inversion of the home invasion thing. I'm giving it a lot of credit for that. I'm not I'm probably I'm probably giving it too much credit for that because mm. ultimately the story is pretty weak in the third act. The movie is intriguing and interesting. Things start happening, and then as soon as you get to where the writers want to go, they immediately shit themselves and lose track of what they actually wanted to do, and then she ends up burning her house down and is no longer agoraphobic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I'm giving it a four, and I'm jumping in here because I agree with everything you said, but then I think about how much they just writ- wrote stuff to fuck with the uh, the audience, just and and for no other reason, like we we talked about with with her being terrified at the beginning for the benefit of no one but to try and trick the audience because they couldn't think of a better way to make the turn more effective. Huh. So it's like they they don't even do that great a job getting to the point where they shit the bed. Uh, they pissed themselves and then wandered around in their pissed soaked clothes for a while and then shat the bed a little later. This is a very blue episode. We've gone highly blue. Well, what are you gonna do? The movie made me do it. Fair enough. Jake. Did you see what it was wearing? Jake. I, I mean, I, oh, I blow right by that with, one, Jake. I agree with you, Mark. I'm giving it the same score as Jack, but I don't really agree with his like they're fucking with you for the purpose of just just to fuck with you. We're gonna fuck with you. So same score as Jack, same reasons as Mark. How about that? Okay, that's fair. But to be clear, I'm not saying that they're fucking with you just to fuck with you. I'm saying they're fucking with you because they're trying to artificially bolster the effect that their all right, twist all right, will have. All right, okay, Mark, world building and immersion. Six and a half. 
Uh, I already kind of knocked it a bit for the problems it has with writing. This is largely a score based around uh, how well the characters are played, even if they are themselves written as flawed characters. I think Rory Culkin does a great job. I think um, Martin Starr does a great job. The main, I should probably look up his name, the main dude who survives until the end does a great job. And even the uh, the main lady who we were talking about earlier doesn't have a lot of credits to her name outside of television. I mean... Parker from Leverage. Yes, they all they all do. It's, it's a very solid acting performance from everyone involved. Okay. Okay. Jack, uh, I Jack f- Kessie is the guy's name, just to get him credit oh. too. Give okay. him credit. I, I gave it a four. Um, I didn't penalize it the way the characters are in the, the writing or story part. I'm penalizing it here. I spent most of the movie thinking about that. Um, it's just the, the arcs don't make sense to me. Um, I don't agree with you that the performances are particularly solid. Again, I don't know whether that's on the writing or the, the acting, but I, it's just, this never really sucked me in and I don't want to give it an above average score. So it's a four Jake. Um, I'm going to go with a five. I'll split the difference. I do think that the acting was relatively good in this movie, but that didn't save the movie because like that, I, like I said, I think that the writing, I think it was the writing. I'm going to pot in writing wasn't good enough to make this an interesting enough story to make these interesting enough characters to make me give a shit over the course of the movie. So that made it pretty tough for that reason. Like I said, I'm splitting the difference between you guys. I'll go with the five. But other than that, same reasons you guys already mentioned. All right. Scare factor. Mark. Uh, before I get into my scare factor, I am proposing that we add a single category just for Jack. Cry factor. How much did this yeah. movie make you cry, Jack? Uh, oh, I got Half I got time. close Half uh, time. towards the beginning, but I never cried. Substantial amount. We Jack should start making weekly, weekly oh, standing you want to talk about crying. It made me cry five separate times. Full crying. <laughs> Whoa, what movie? It. Are you fucking kidding me? It's great. So, Mark. Man, I being a, a kid shut is up, hard Jack. sometimes, but it's up. also sweet and innocent. Uh, shut I'm up. i start crying now. Mark, proposition for you. Okay. At the start of every episode, you and I should set an over-under on the number of times a movie made Jack cry. Standing <laughs> bet. Are you in? Is the stakes of this bet that one of us has to watch a shitty horror? No, movie? we'll figure something else out. It'll okay, be something then. less stakesy. And the the ta- it'll be like a running tally of who's winning. Yeah, that yeah. Bet. Eventually, okay. like maybe we do it for like uh, over a period of time, and at the end, somebody has to do something stupid. One of us sets the line; the other one bit gets to pick over under. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna or do that. I can set the line. This is highly irrelevant for the listener because this is probably an off-air item. Continuing, <laughs> I gave this movie a six for scare factor. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, that's I, this is that's largely, asinine, by the way. I know this is largely based off of uh, Martin Starr's character. I, I uh, he's a creep, man. He's just I, a sort creep. Of. And also oh, okay. the scene, a, if you take it in a vacuum, the scene <laughs> where they're in the basement and all of a sudden the stairs just retract and the door shuts and they're just like fucking locked down there. Solid. It's pretty solid. If you explore uh, the depths, that is a high score for those two things. Is it? This is, yes. this is this is a classic Mark move. If I think about what terrifies me, and I pretend that I'm in that situation, and it's a part of this movie, and I'm terrified, then this is a scary movie. If you think about it. Wait. So, are you really arguing that things that scare me in real life, and the things that scare me in the screen, should be completely independent of one each other? Mark? No, I'm not, but you often give the movie... You just think about things that scare you while you're watching the movie and give the movie credit for those things. Mm. 
Fair enough. I don't know what I I don't know what to give this. I gave it a six. It was a panic maneuver. I will probably retcon it later. <laughs> this is a candidate for the Oopsie Poopsie Award. I would say so. I'm looking at some of your other sixes and hoo hoo hoo. Give me give me another six. Give me another six. <laughs> give us a smattering. Give us the hits. Another six? Yeah. Uh Friday the thirteenth. Okay, give me a five. A five. <laughs> um I'm still trying to find a five. Hold on. Oh, I found one. Black Christmas. <laughs> okay this is I, uh, this might be a five okay what is it here's the thing the I'm purge gonna go was next. five the six was sauna six was scream six was session nine you got Ooh, a lot of sixes, screams actually. also an oopsie poopsie <laughs> okay who gives a five? six is my go-to i don't know what to i'm do, done with caring it, about your score right scary. now jack i gave it a three <laughs> and this is lower than i w- think it might objectively deserve, but I'm mad at the movie. Because it should get a oh. six. Um, it should not get a six. So <laughs> it's at the beginning, the fear comes from you're scared for this woman who has invaders in her home. But I'm not because she's terrible and she runs past multiple bins full of golf clubs and pipes and other things that could be used as weapons many, many, many times over. Um, you come to realize later that she's just faking, I guess, for the audience's benefit, but that pisses me off even more. And then the second half of the film, the fear is supposed to come from what she's doing to these gentlemen, for whom I feel absolutely nothing, so I don't give a shit what's happening to them. And they're idiots, because this is the most obvious trap in the history of traps, so just none of it scared me almost at all. I agree with you, Mark, that Martin Martin Starr's character is terrifying. Jack is very brave. Jack... That's all I have to say. Yeah, about buddy. That. Um, I don't think she was faking anything. She was faking being that scared and shivering and that, cowering though. in corners. Yeah. No. Because you don't calmly shove someone in a basement and then put on headphones after that. You don't? Wait, whoa, 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 wait, you don't? I mean, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, those are two different things, Jack. <laughs> but again, I'm very brave. <laughs> um, well, I'm also giving this a three. And the primary reason that I'm giving it a three is probably a bit biased, but I can't really disconnect it. Like, I went into this movie, for better or worse, I'm going to blame it on the trailer. Fuck it. I, I saw this trailer. Th- we knew this was going to be a, I guess you'd call it a reverse home invasion movie, but there was really no home invading. Like, you had in Soviet Russia woman with issues. <laughs> Dudes are then in her house looking for money. And then you have a situation where they're kind of just trying to figure a way out, you know, like there really was very little scare. Yeah, the I guess Martin Starr's character was sort of creepy. He was kind of fucked up, but so was she. She's pretty fucked up. Um, so now there's two scary characters, but they're not six. that. I don't know. They didn't they didn't scare me, though. Like they're just and they're not yep, scaring each other. They're just fucked up people, sort of. I don't know. Yeah. This did very little for me in terms of scare. I feel like three is a little high, but I'm, I gave it the three. All right. Mark, effects or judicious lack thereof? Uh, this I, I gave it a five. It's a judicious lack thereof. I have almost nothing to weigh in on. The stairs look really cool. The set design, like we said, is, is good when it's consistent. It's variable. But it has some <laughs> issues. The sure. highest I'm willing to go on a movie that like just straight up doesn't have effects in it is like a seven max, so... I knocked it for a few things of inconsistencies, but yeah, it's five. It's decent. Yeah, I I gave it a five as well. This uh, I think the bird 
that Martin Smar Martin Star smashes with a hammer. Oh yeah, that looks good. Looks good and creepy, and uh, that's all I got. It's it's judicious lack thereof, but not to unbelievable effect. Uh, yeah, five. Jake. Uh, let's just make it three fives. How about the? Nice. Right, I mean, I already mentioned. I already mentioned. That I thought the house part of the house looked, in my opinion, pretty good from a dingy perspective. Looked. Like someone who lived there for a long time and probably not left. Uh, and then you guys mentioned the the torture pedophile bunker thing that she has going on. Torture bunker. That's cool. Uh, I guess it looks fine. I, I can't That's, give it. <laughs> Jake's position on torture bunker. That's cool. That's I cool. Guess. <laughs> I guess. I can't give it much either way. It's it's right down the middle for me. Very little going on. I remember almost nothing from a from a like audio effects standpoint in this movie either so like do you remember anything any music no any audio i remember nothing and uh honestly the, now i'm gonna hold i'm gonna hold i give it a five there's the, there the is mechanism. some sound stuff uh at the very beginning when she's there listening is sound to the baby. stuff we're killing this uh when she's listening to the baby monitor and she hears the sounds of like the the heart monitors and whatever they also do a very good job when the when the stairs do retract the sound of it like that's what i was going to say and and before that the mechanism of all the gears turning inside the giant grandfather clock was really cool so they slotting into place they do do some stuff there they do steampunk stuff well okay okay they're really good at making steampunk sounds uh, overall, Mark, how about you hit us with an overall score? Uh, I, mm, I I may well end up regretting this one. I I ended up giving it a six. I think this was Whoa. a overall enjoyable movie to watch as long as you understand that it just falls off the rails in the third act. I, I really enjoyed this movie through the first half, through the first two thirds even. And then mm. once the origin story starts coming in, you're just like, okay, whatever. I don't I don't care anymore. Okay, that's interesting, because I gave it a four. Um, I did not really enjoy it through the first two-thirds, or the first half, or the first third. The The Rory Culkin business did not sell me on it like it did you. It was oh, not I liked it. believable I liked him or good to me. So then, it was just a movie I wasn't really liking that got a lot worse. It's not... It, it's hard to say that. It's certainly not an unwatchable movie, and I think it's it's produced fine. It's just... it's. I gotta give it a below average score, because it... it loses points in a lot of different categories and it isn't doesn't really redeem itself in any meaningful way so yeah. four jake i'm giving it a four and a half i agree with what you just said jack i don't think this is I, this movie is produced well like it's a very watchable movie it's really falling short on on no aspect outside of the fact that i find it extraordinarily forgettable Nothing about yep. this movie did anything for me from a standpoint of I'm going to remember this or really recommend it to anyone, particularly I from a home I guarantee you in three I months. Just, I don't know where this fits, I think, is the biggest issue. Like, I don't know what I would recommend this for. If you, if right. you're if you a want to watch a home invasion, if you want to watch a home invasion with a badass female protagonist who flips the script, watch Hush. It's better. Ah, I have my own problems with Hush. I, I do too, but it's better. It's a better home invasion movie, yes. What if, what if, what if you are third in line to pick a home invasion movie and you are associated with a group that has already reviewed multiple other home invasion movies, so your ability to choose anything else other than this is is severely limited. Would you recommend it in that case? I'd, there's, I'd still recommend go a different oh, direction. Go fuck one you, you haven't heard of. Uh, <laughs> jackass. Somewhat notable, I did also give Hush a four and a half. Wow, same score. I think that a lot... This movie had a lot going on that I liked better than Hush. I think 
Hush is a better home invasion movie. Most of what this movie did is a better movie movie than Hush, in my opinion. Oh, you guys I agree really with Mark like to Hush. a certain extent that, like, for the first two-thirds of the movie, it was... Eh, Hush was eh. Uh, for the first two-thirds of the movie, there was a lot going on here that was fine, but at the end, it was just like, it's over, it happened, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I guarantee you in three months I will have completely forgotten that I watched this movie, that we did it on HRR, well, which I don't Jack, even think we did, that's, and that we... You do that for movies it. you give eights to, so it's fine. I've never done that for a movie I give it an eight to. Really? Really? Really. Okay, well, you did give this movie the lowest score, so we're going to kick it off with you. Why okay. should you not watch this with your buddies and not drink beers with said buddies? Because of how fucking forgettable it is. Like you said, you're going to have a better time watching one that's more meaningful in one direction or the other. And move the needle a little bit, you know? Watch a tremendously this good is... movie or a tremendously bad movie? Yeah! Just Mark, what is better in the whole invasion genre. I just like that Jack's, <laughs> Jack's memory is such that if you ask him something, he just says the, the exact same thing we were just talking about. There's a lot of parrot going on. <laughs> yeah. he gives a thumbs up to the camera good work uh okay that's so good for a podcast yeah if you if you go into this uh with a group of buddies who know nothing about this movie uh then you get to experience them watching the turd uh which honestly going in blind i think will significantly help this movie out quite a yes. bit beyond that you get to see a lot of a very good performances jack i guess you, you can go either way on rory's performance but i think even even him aside martin Starr's performance i don't think you, either of you guys had a problem with it and i would say the supporting cast aside from those two characters also did a pretty great job like you said jake this is an extremely watchable movie yeah. i get that it doesn't really push the needle in a bunch of different directions but yeah. it's it's a good flip the script home invasion movie and if you're not expecting it that that has some staying power any final thoughts on that jack uh, no, I do. I do agree with Mark that the the protagonist, uh, the actress whose name I've never known, uh, Parker from from <laughs> um, Leverage. Her she her performance is. If I liked her character better, her performance is good. Uh, she does a good job portraying the emotions Don't, that the writers tell me she's. You're feeling. coming dangerously close to me demanding a lightning round. Okay, so you gotta relax. <laughs> Ooh, we haven't thrown uh, in yet. But uh, apart from that, uh, no, I'll leave it at what I said. Okay. Just, um. I'm actually going to give the point to Mark this week. Damn it. Because I I do I do agree with everything that he said, and I think that ultimately the watchability of this movie does win out, and the the tricky part is I I think that it requires that kind of thought experimenty side of things, in that I would recommend this movie way, way, way more so if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about than if you've seen the trailer and you're like, Oh yeah, the movie that like you know they come in, but then she traps them. If they, if if they know that, then fuck it. You're you're done. You're done. You shouldn't watch it. Done so. So it's a really classic example of the trailer really fucking things up. Mark will get the point, but I, I think that there's the big caveat. Um, if you're listening to this podcast still, then you already have seen this movie, or you don't give a fuck and don't want to watch it. So kind of pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay, okay, fine. This has been episode 56 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com. Uh, as always, go ahead and give the podcast a like, a rating, a review. 
it's much less of a pain in the ass for you than it is a huge help to us. And if you guys want to do the biggest thing that you can do to help us out, just let somebody you know about the podcast. Also, you can come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That'll be on Twitter or on Facebook. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, to check out all the other great shows on the Phantom Podcast Network, head on over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Finally, as always, the theme song for the A to Z Horrorcast has been coming at you from space. That is space without the A. And next week, we're going to be spinning back around to check out a another Mark pick. He's smiling ear to ear right now. <laughs> oh, shit. We're taking a look at viral. No, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> right? We're taking a look at virus. Virus. Oh, my God. Maybe worse. <laughs> it's definitely worse. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm looking forward to it, and so should you. That'll be coming at you next week from the NZ Horcast. Until then, get your buddies, have some beers, and have a great week, everybody. Cocoon, cocoon, cocoon.